I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Ideal Supermarket, where every week I talk to someone about that ideal supermarket. So, Chris Barnes, aisle one. What would be on aisle one in your ideal supermarket? Vegetables, because they've got it right at the moment. That's how it works. Vegetable, good, strong. Uh, and now we're going to jump on to aisle seven. What, uh, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this? You should have prepared me for this when we started talking. No, no I invited you on to ideal supermarket. Yeah, right. What? Aisle yeah. 7. What's on aisle 7 in your ideal supermarket? Cereal. I don't Cereal. know why. I haven't had enough so time to think about this. Brilliant. And what are you going to call your ideal supermarket as well? Safe Breeze. Safe, Safe Breeze. Breeze. I like that. I like Safe Way and Sainsbury's. I like it. Safe Breeze. Uh, well, that was today's episode of Ideal Supermarket. Uh, big round of applause for Chris Barnes. It's not Ideal Supermarket. It's small screen 90s. Gotcha. How have you been, Chris? Good. I was clapping like Steve Wright. He's gone. He is. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> He'll always be back. Did he go or was he pushed? He was definitely pushed. Are we talking about that or are we talking about Boris Johnson? A Putin recording, he's still the Prime Minister. Yeah, it's quite... He's hung in well, isn't he? He reminds me a lot of Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> you know when, like, Jack finds Christmas and he thinks he's making it really lovely? I honestly think that's what, like, Boris thinks. Oh, we're doing a great job. And actually, he's ruined Christmas and cancelled it and actually cancelled Christmas, which takes some doing. So he walks around number 10 going, what's this? What's this? There's magic everywhere. I wouldn't put that past him, Boris Johnson. What's this? What's this? Everyone hates me. What's this? What's this? That's not directed by Tim Burton, is it? Everyone thinks it is, but it's not. No, that came up the other day, funnily enough. Uh, it was made a timber and produced thing after the success of Batman. Corpse Bride. Is that your new swear word? Oh, Corpse Bride. <laughs> no, he did an animation. That, that. <laughs> that definitely was him. Or he just sticks his name yeah. on animations that don't belong. He, he does it with animations that have been out for years and just sticks his name to them. Apparently Boris Johnson is still in. No, he's just saying at the moment. Is it? Oh, wow. Damn. He'll be there for another week at least. Well, and I will say this for Boris, he's a massive cunt. So, uh... <laughs> I don't understand. The party gate is bigger than what's happened now, but everyone's gone, oh, hang on a minute, no, we're going now. Some bloke's had a little bit of a pinch. He's called Chris Pincher as well. How, how, what? Uh, we've gone too political too early on. 
It's like, oh yeah, sorry. John Majors so had a go on um, <laughs> on had a go on a curry. <laughs> I couldn't remember her first name. Do you remember when Pot Noodle released an Edwina curry flavour? No, he just it made was that a up. weird time. No, it, it generally happened. I remember when the Walker's Chris came out with the comedians for Comic Relief, and it was Stephen Fry up was the only one that worked. Jimmy yeah. Carr Khan Carney, Al remember. Al Pie, and Frank. Sunday dinner, or something, I think was the oh, other one. Owl pie was that? Was that a play on words for ale pie? Yes, that's terrible. And Stephen Fry won. Yeah, well, of course, because yes, yeah, Stephen Fry is that was the only is the only pun that works. It's that Mark Waffle, and there isn't a Mark Waffle. Oh, my, oh I love Mark Waffle. Oh, I'm a good fan. I'm a big fan of Mark Waffle. Can you see his new Edinburgh show? I have. Uh, called Waffling on, brilliant stuff. I thought this week we won't be on for the whole of August. We'll be back in September doing this. So enjoy this one. Not many left now. Uh, Did you not want to do any for August? Oh, this is going to sound really bad, but does Scotland have good Wi-Fi? (laughs) Of course it has good Wi-Fi. I love the way that you've called it, not, but you're not even in Edinburgh. No, no, I'm just thinking you don't want to be doing your Edinburgh run and watching 90s shows. I've got time, Chris. I'm on at 9.15 every night. I can watch every single bloody Edinburgh show every day and still have like six hours to itself. I reckon, make... I reckon we could do a few. It'll make no difference to the show, but you're in Edinburgh. You can say that now if you want. I could say I'm in Edinburgh and you know like... The... in Edinburgh? Yeah, go through the usual Edinburgh thing of like first few weeks, brilliant, and then crying on the third. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice to keep a document of that, isn't it? Oh, someone's got a fringe guide. I've just got a lot of fringe guides. Every, every single one I've been in, I've kept. Oh, that's good. Have you seen they're not releasing an app this year? Aren't they? No, <laughs> which is kicked off quite a bit. So what? How, how are you finding the shows, but just through the book? Just through the book or the website. What happens, like one year, that you get added in late and you don't get to put in, in the fringe, how are you going to sell your show then? Which didn't happen to me. I, I don't, were you not put into the book? Did you pay your fee? No, I didn't pay the fee. No, I, I didn't even get time to do it. But I got chosen late. The last show I did in Edinburgh, my selection show, that uh, I wasn't in. I was in on the app, but I wasn't on in the book. So it was very hard to sell. Well, that is hard to sell. And being like working class comic as well, it's always harder. It just seems like they've stacked it against us completely. Uh, on that working one. class. <laughs> We are. You're working class. I am. I love the way you took offence to that in your big old cathedral of a house. I think most comedians are middle class. I'm definitely not middle class. This is the most rambly one we've ever done. We haven't started yeah, yet. We've, we've hit so many topics right now. And the surprise of Chris working out his working class, I think, might be something <laughs> for later life. How, well, many toilets, how many toilets have you got? I've got two. That's, you're, you're middle class then. How does that work on the basis of toilets? I don't know. You only need one. Yeah, but but I've got an ensuite. Oh, this ain't sounding good already, is it? Like, no, <laughs> no. But that's what you can't just judge someone on class on how many toilets they have. What if one yes, is an outhouse? Can. What if one is an outhouse? Is it? A, is one an outhouse? No. But what? No. If it there was... we go. <laughs> Oh, I've been shot down in flames. And you know what was never shot down in flames? The 90s. You're listening to 
Smokescreen 90s. And if you got through that ramble, welcome to Small Screen 90s. If you didn't, well, you're probably listening to something else. What could they be listening to, Barnes? Uh, the one you did at the beginning, but I've forgotten what it was called. Oh, well, uh, Perfect Supermarket, Ideal yeah. Supermarket, Dream Supermarket. I don't know. Uh, just uh, to clarify. All right. What, what's in your aisle one of your supermarket? Yeah. Magazines. Always yeah. magazines. What's in aisle seven? Oh, seven. Uh, that will be condiments. We can say condoms. <laughs> it's just an aisle of condoms. <laughs> aisle of condoms. Just the same one. <laughs> I was going to say doulops. Durex in various different colours. So I would call it Adam's Supermarket. Adam? AMJ's Supermarket Ways. Adam. Morrison's is right there. Morris, I, I would call it Morrison's. I can't. I'm one. I'm worried you, they're going to sue me. You and AM. You and you and AM. We're doing a double act. I think it took you ages to work out. We could be called Morrison's. It was. It did take a while. I just didn't want to be sued by Morrison's. We were going to gig in Morrison's in September, but they cancelled it. Why? I don't know. It's still a still a little bit of a grey area. But I've got my suspicions. I've got my suspicions. So, show one is Celebrity Squares with Bob Monkhouse. Bonkhouse missed a lot. He's quick fire. He's he's more quick fire than Jimmy Carr. He is more quick fire than Jimmy Carr. Uh, so much for just celebrity squares. Personal highlight is when they went to talk to the celebrities. They would have a little joke ready that I'm pretty sure was written for them. I think it was written by Bob. Bob, Bob was like, I think he did it all. He's like, God. But the dad jokes wasn't as good as his jokes, so I'm maybe thinking he thought, yeah, just give him like the lower uh, level <laughs> joke. Would you like if you were hosting Celebrity Squares as Trev, and God willing, one day that will happen, <laughs> right? Wouldn't you just do that? Just give him the lesser jokes. I would, but why do they need the jokes? There's no, there's no rule in the Celebrity Squares. They have to do a little joke before they do the answer. It just adds to it. Sometimes it's nice a little joke. It. Eases you in a bit, doesn't it? Do you want the list of the celebrities that were in the boxes? I do. Bradley Walsh. Legend. Dale Winton. Legend. 
Joe Pasquale. Yeah. Cheryl Baker. Legend. Wolf. Legend. Kathy Staff. I didn't really know who that was. Nora Batty from Lost Samoy. Oh, is that a real name? Yeah, I've wrote yeah. Yeah, I've wrote Nora Batty down, but that's <laughs> a real name. I just assumed she'd be Nora Batty for life. Gareth Hunt. That's the only one I really didn't know. It was a solid lineup. Henry Cooper is pretty impressive as well. And Kim Hartman, which I didn't know the first time, but I worked out in the end. She is Helga from Hello Hello. What a lineup. What a lineup. I also enjoyed it every time Wolf made an appearance, people kept booing him. He's like, boo, sharp, it's Panto. And then he made a joke going, like, where'd you say this? I'd say it when people need to pay up. I'm like, oi. I thought, wow. It's weird. Wolf isn't really that scary, is he? No. Do the list of the other ones? I watched. I watched the second episode. You watched the second episode of Celebrity Squares. Who was on that one? One of the Chippendales. Leslie Joseph, Barbara Windsor, Andrew O'Connell, yeah. Tim Hart, uh, Kim Hartman again, Stephen Blower from uh, London's Burning, Roy Walker, and Bob Carroll G's once again without the dog. What we've outspit the dog? That's twice now that we've done a show and he's not had the dog. Do you reckon there came a time in Bob Carroll G's career where he was like, I need to evolve as an artist and decided to leave the dog? Because what? Uh, you went all Paul O'Grady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not Lily Savage anymore. I'm <laughs> I'm Paul. I'm, I'm just Bob. I'm... Could you say Bob Carroll G's was a ventriloquist? No. Nah, <laughs> I love the way. No, no, definitely not. Or emu. Emu doesn't speak. He just uh, gropes people. Yeah, you could get away with that now. Not in this decade. Can't just grope people with a puppet anymore. At one point, the grand total for the money was 30 quid and the other one had 160 quid, which is not a lot on a quiz show anymore. But I, the thing that got me, the price went up by £10 each time. Mm. And, and then, like, the, the prize at the end was a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it just didn't make any sense. Okay, well, the Monkhouse Motor Show. The Monkhouse Motor Show. And when they press the button to stop the car, you could be taken home a mini. And Which quid. one would you prefer? Which one would you prefer? And then he ends up with the wrong one. Bradley Walsh was being a prat even back then. He was got a Groucho Marx wig on. Dancing around, it it just looked like it was trying too hard to be funny. You think it was easier to make people laugh in the nineties, though? Yes, like and... because there weren't much. That was it. And if you were a Groucho Marx outfit, then <laughs> hilarious. But then again, if you got touched up by an emu, that was seemingly to be funny at the time. So, on the second episode, the lady contestant asked if she could have Sean Blower, and Bob said, "I don't know, but we can see if we can sort that out for you." Which really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, when was this? When was this on? That is quite a rude joke. I, uh, I can. Can we just go back to the contestants? Oh, what Trevor and uh, Mika was it? Trevor, who a prison guard who played rugby and brews his own beer and wine, and the woman, <laughs> right. And I'm not having a go at the way people look. People looked older back then. To look to be 30 in the 90s, you look 40, 50. And this woman, when he said, 
<laughs> oh, surprising to hear you're a grandmother. She looked about 80, bless her. It's like, how are you surprised by that fact, Bob? Ow! It was a very it was a very odd lineup of contestants. And also, if you don't agree with what the celebrity tells you, you go, actually, I'm not going with that question. That yeah, you don't really need to have any general knowledge. You just have to think you agree with them or not. Yeah. There was someone else on there. I don't know if I was bringing them up already because they come up later, which was Jim Bowen, who used to be a teacher. And uh, <laughs> they didn't they didn't. They didn't agree with him twice. And then Bob went, he was a teacher. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Did Jim Bowen used to be a teacher? Yeah, I know that because my mum always used to say about Jim Bowen. He used to be a teacher. I can see it now. I can see it now. I reckon it would have been woodwork or something like that. I bet they ran all over him because he couldn't even host a darts-based game show properly. <laughs> he <laughs> couldn't own... the education system. Mate, man can't host a darts-based game show, <laughs> let alone run a class. <laughs> I wonder what subject he did. He probably did places. <laughs> he probably did, hey, <laughs> geography or history. It's one of the two. This is not a joke. Literally, the first geography lesson I went to at secondary school, I couldn't find where the, where the class was. <laughs> <laughs> is that not a joke? No, it wasn't. A, it definitely wasn't a joke. I couldn't find the classroom, and the teacher looked at me like, "Really?" I like, no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't find it, sir. Do you remember going to secondary school and like it seemed like the biggest place in the world? What you mean, the building or the, 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 the how bu- many people were there? Well, the building, like like it being massive, like compared to like primary school, and like getting lost was so easy because. My primary school was really small, and then like there was about four thousand students in my secondary. It's like what we get more than one teacher a day. Oh, we what? Do... what we've got two buildings to go to, and it's a twenty-minute walk from one to the other with a five-minute turnover time. And you're going to have a go at me for being late. It's not my fault. Sorry, I, the, the teacher before didn't let you out on time. Yeah, there was a lot of that. They were always so smug in the 90s, weren't they, them teachers? <laughs> right, I don't know what road we've gone down there, but... So, would you rate Celebrity Squares? Just for the appearance of Nora Batty, where... Uh, so, so what would... One, one of the quotes, which was great, was uh, one of the questions, what would you call a... What would happen to a man showing his cherries? And she said, hopefully six months. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it fifty. I really enjoyed it. Fifty. I agree with fifty. In it goes. Well, let's lock it in. Yeah, that's locked in. So, what's next? This is the real wild show. Really wild show, even. <laughs>
Right, we got, got all sent the, the same episodes this week, but then it turned out that one element was missing from the episode I sent you, which was the Nutkins, and you cannot have the really old show without the Nutkins. I did write no Nutkins. I feel Terry Nutkins got like a harsh deal with life because not only from pet to win prizes was he let go he just mysteriously disappeared from really wild show as well what happened with notkins don't know packham was in every single episode anyone you found packham was in it and i hate packham you he ruined it Pac- for me i was interested in the animals then he'd speak and i'd be like Ugh. <laughs> can i just say uh packham with bleached hair is one of the most amazing things i think i've ever seen he looked like he was about to join a boy back he was telling a kid about a snake and it was like the scene from Jurassic Park when Alan Grant is telling him how the rep- raptors would rip you apart. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With the yeah, I can see it now. That's genius. Then I, I watched like... the second episode and a kid said it back to him about the uh, snake would wrap it around you you and stop your oxygen. <laughs> and Packham sat there going, fuck's sake, that's the only fact I've got and you've just nicked it. <laughs> Can I just say, I love the kind of little bits where they cut away to uh, a group of kids who were learning how to trap wild animals in Africa. Oh, the uh, <laughs> and they had really weird names. It was Neil, Greg, Alan uh, and Ben and uh, Muster or something. Uh, it was such an odd thing. And then like when they left going, oh, I'd really, I really want to track a lion. And the guy showing them going, no, we're not doing lions. They're too dangerous. I think. Packham turned up in a car with loads of leaves in it, and I put, was he making weed? I can see that. It's weird that he had a game show based on a bird that was absorbent like a sponge. Was that the really wild show showdown? Or was that, really, was that, yeah. Michaelis Strachan's a better presenter than he is. Why do you hate Chris Packham so much? Like, what happened well, that, with you and Packham? <laughs> Just, oh, he stole Bill on his job for a start. <laughs> I love the way you say that, like you and Bill used to hang out. Oh, Bill was perfectly fine, in it? I don't think he stole Bill Oddie's job. We don't normally do this on the show, but we've got a question in from Peter Cordage. How do ants communicate? (laughs) Well, the simple answer, Peter, is nothing like we do. There was another one as well. Debbie Lynch wants to know... Are all hearts the same? Well, Deborah, they're not all the same. Most animals use blood to move oxygen around the body. These are quite deep philosophical questions. There, I'll put some plants and then ha- weightlifters in it as well for no reason whatsoever. It it did seem a bit thrown together. Also, one of the highlights with the kids tracking the animals is they were allowed guns, but not to shoot the animals, but just to be safe. You like you know when you've got a gun. That yeah yeah I know when I've got a gun yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you loves a gun. I loves a gun. <laughs> <laughs> You love a gun. And I also, that's, everything that's in the, f- the jungle is dangerous. The first thing people say about me is he loves the gun. Yeah, every, everyone say, you know, Barnes, he loves a gun. But wouldn't you just, what if you just got a bit like worried or saw like an ostrich? You just straight, boop, boop, take it out. <laughs> Why an ostrich? I don't know. I've got ost- Oh, because they found an ostrich and it was about to charge at him. And apparently, an ostrich can kill a man. How? <laughs> Peck it to death. No, it's got really bad, big claws. Oh. I've never been that close to an ostrich. In the 90s, you couldn't have product placement, could you? There was a big... They plonked their cereal down and it was obviously cornflakes. 
I no, didn't no, notice no. that. <laughs> it was very and I thought and also I thought if you're tracking animals with your guns, you're gonna be hungry, you're gonna need more than a bowl of cornflakes. I don't think you can make a full injury breakfast in the middle of South Africa. I reckon you can. Well, if you were clever enough, you'd take that gun out and shoot something and then eat it. The ostrich, they make look like they've got big old eggs. Yeah, massive. Did you know that cornflakes were invented to stop uh, a group of men masturbating? No. Did it yeah. work? Well, I don't know. How does that work then? You know like, what you've been doing? Those... You shouldn't be doing that. Um, do you want some cornflakes? Oh, I'm hungry, isn't it? That's why I keep doing it for. Well, it's because you you can't use both your hands. Well, I suppose you could still not use the other hand whilst having a delicious bowl of cornflakes. So how big were these bowls of cornflakes that would make put you off it? Was like, oh, I finished it now. I've got both hands back now. <laughs> are, are you suggesting they were just big bowls of cornflakes so they were too full to mask? Yeah, like never-ending cornflake bowls that this, they they filled you up. You didn't you didn't need uh, gratification after that. Yeah, I find it very like if I'm full, no chance. <laughs> Can't do it a full stop. Where's this going? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, this is basically a kids show. Well, this is basically a kids. Show. Well, uh, and I've just written everything is fucking dangerous at the bottom. Did did Strachan do this before Wackaday or after? It must have been after. It must have been after. Also, the thing that everyone points out, the theme tune sounds very much like Uptown Funk. Yeah, but it does now. No one knew that. No one was saying that in the nineties, were they? Going, this sounds like a song that hasn't come out yet. Well, it had been ripped off then, hadn't it? <laughs> Damn you, Ronson! It's Ronson ripping things off again. Good old. Didn't he, get, didn't he get sued for that or something? Didn't someone? I don't think oh, so. No. I don't think of Ed Sheeran because he, he put "Oh yes" in his uh, song, and some rapper said, "I say oh yes," and he said, "Yeah, but I say oh yes differently, so you can't have it." Yeah. I use words too. <laughs> Damn! What, what did you think a really wild show? Was it a nice trip down memory lane? I liked it because I, I listened to this new podcast. It's called 90s Screen Small, and they, they do it really well. <laughs> they, took, they loved it. They give did it 100 because they're more professional. Well, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> well, I, did, I said I was interested. There were other presenters on it but i didn't write them down i only wrote down the big hitters i wanted not big hitters i wanted nutkins i wanted strachan and even though i don't like him i did have to have chris packham there as well even though he took bill oddie's job that you have no evidence of whatsoever (laughs) he used to do spring watch and then he didn't do it anymore now packham does it so i'm not being sherlock i think i want to tell what happened could it have just been like he went in there one day and went i don't want to do this anymore might have been but I'm still blaming back. 
I'm fed up of looking at a box full of chips over a week. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> look at that badger. Look at that badger. Look, look at that fox. Do you know the bloke John Upway? No. No. Oh, he just looks a bit like Chris Packham. No, not Chris Packham. Uh, Nutkins. Dude, I'm a big fan of Nutkins. So, what do you give the really, really wild show? I, I'll, I'll be including Packham in it. <laughs> Are you going to take away points for Chris Packham? If Packham's in it, then it's going lower. Well, he is in it. So he's in the show. Uh, you can't just take him out. It is. It, um, it's my own headcanon. I can imagine that he's not in it. But he has to be in it for it to be really wild show. It's not him. 48. 48. I'm going to go 46. So you've just moaned at me for taking points away and now you've taken some points well, away. You, you went in with a higher number. I was pissed oh. off there was no nutkin. Yeah. So 46 then. Definitely. So let's lock it in. That was really, really wild show. I don't know why I added a really. It sounds better. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With more realities. And next up, it's Bernard's Watch.
I love this. I thought it was all right. The intro is very steampunky, though, isn't it? Where he finds <laughs> a watch and then it turns into kind of some dystopian universe. I also enjoy the voiceover covers up bad acting. Well and truly. <laughs> the actors were actually doing dialogue still. And it wasn't just like random dialogue. It was proper dialogue. And the lady was going, oh, he's come here today to help out the packs. The, he's come out. He's come here today to... F- fuck. He's come here today to help out the pet serum. I'm going to say pet serum. Oh, fucking bollocks. He's come out, <laughs> he's come out to help some woman. <laughs> He's come out to help the pet sanctuary. You shouldn't so... have laughed at that because now, now they've got to stay in. <laughs> One of the things I love the whole story was the idea that Bernard was helping out the local pets, pets, pet sanctuary. See, no, you uh, can't do it. <laughs> no, I can't do it. And one of the things were there was a dog in there, ex-police dog, who was in the pet sanctuary because every time he saw a policeman, he would chase them. And also a parrot that was in there who wouldn't stop swearing. Uh, and Bernard had only made £3.75 in his collection for the day because he wasn't offering anything. He weren't offering anything to the punters to go, oh, this will get him in. So uh, what does uh, Bernard decide to do to get the money, Chris? He decides to do a darts match with his granddad that used to be able to play darts, but we're not sure if he can anymore. And it turns out he can't. And, and not not a match, not a darts match, because that would make complete <laughs> a darts exhibition where they yeah. just watch an old man playing <laughs> darts and bid, uh, not bid, and sponsor him. I've put I hate Bernard. Why do you hate Bernard? Because he's stupid. There's a later episode which I found on YouTube where Levely, Leslie Grantham comes along and. Uh, Rob's stuff and Rob's banks with the with the watch. I thought, why aren't you doing that? When when he didn't have enough money for the for his charity, I'm not saying pet thingy again. He um he could have just robbed a bank. He didn't need to do a bloody darts exhibition. He could have. It would have made more sense. And uh turns out old granddad weren't as good as darts as he thought he once was. When Bernard's watching television yeah. and thinking, oh, I wonder if Granddad can play anymore. I worked out exactly where this was going. Uh, just... what, what? How long in was it before you realised he's going to pause that watch and push them darts in the board? When he was watching telly. Well, I, I've never watched it before properly, so I didn't realise the uh, what happened. So I was around the same time thinking, yeah, yeah, he's going to go in the dark. And then Grandad gets cocky and starts throwing them under his leg and stuff. Oh, yeah. And at the end, where he doesn't pause the watch, he throws all three at the same time and it goes in the wall, in the dartboard, not the wall. Also, at the beginning, where Grand, Grandad throws the dart. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. shot is amazing. Like, oh. Where it hits everything and knocks over like something. It's like, uh, that would have been a trick shot. It's an <laughs> exhibition. Like, you don't want to see Grandad throwing stuff into a dartboard. You want to see him doing stuff with the darts. I hate Bernard. <laughs> you hate Bernard as well now. I, I just think, like, he could have done so much more. There could have been so much more with the concept other than, one, what's a darts exhibition? Like, I understand what big darts exhibitions are for big players. Not a group of people down the local pub watching one guy throw darts into the board because people do that on a day-to-day basis. And the joy of going to the pub and playing darts is other people there can play darts. There's one thing I have to complain about. So Grandad throws the dart. Yeah. So it stops. 
that he puts in the board. Every single time when it, it they came back, it made the noise like it just gone in the board. It wouldn't do it. It'd be in the board already, so there'd be no noise. So it was always like... No, it wouldn't make that noise because it's in the dartboard already. It's not going to make that noise. No, it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. It was such a weird concept. But what a weird way to raise money. Like, he, 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 he suggest, the granddad suggested to Bernard that he sit in a bar for beans. No, no, it was and, spaghetti uh, hoops, I think it was. It wasn't spaghetti hoops. Beans. And obviously, obviously Bernard was like, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I've got a watch, mate. I've got a watch. He could do so much with that watch. It doesn't do anything. And he only uses it twice in a whole episode based on his watch. One with the darts. And the other thing is to pause time so he can walk to places faster to hand people forms. Oh, no. He also gets his glasses. Oh, yeah, his glasses. So- the best thing to do was to get it and then come back and go, oh, oh, sorry, Granddad, I've got them in my pocket. There you go. But he doesn't. He just goes, I'm back now. It's like, what? How are you back? Yeah, if you're trying to cover up you've got superpowers, maybe don't do that. Why is it a secret anyway? Why has he not told anyone that he's got a magic watch? I think in later episodes he does. Because they, run, yeah. out of, they run out of single ideas for the watch and thought, hang on, we've got to bring them in. Well, they were scraping the barrel with this one, if I'm honest with you. I mean, like, also, uh, the parrot that was swearing looked really ill. <laughs> like, like, you know, <laughs> you put something on TV nowadays. I was looking at that parrot going, I don't think it swearing is the biggest of its worries. It's it did look right, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> was it an ex-parrot? I think so. I don't think it was... Uh, Oh, all right, just ignore the reference. It's fine. Oh, I see what you did. Sorry, sorry. I do apologise for the listeners as I do every week. Uh, I, I've got flu, so uh, I always like to apologise for. Sometimes you suggest something, and I go, "Yeah, but what I think is this," and it's like, "Oh no, that's, I should have just gone with what Adam said." That's, <laughs> that's, that's me listening to it back. Oh man, what oh, about oh. you and it, Barnes? Isn't it? Sorry, go. <laughs> as he said that, he talked over him. Off you go. Uh, I, I, I like the concept of it. It was one of those things of going like so many plot holes. What would you do with Bernard's watch? What would I do with Bernard's watch? Like, I, I, you've got so much to pause time. Like, but how does it work? Do you know what I mean? Like, not literally, but like, could you go to like watch a film or something? Does he go to school? Yeah, yeah, he does. I'd probably. He could, he could pause time and read all the books he needs to read for school. Unpause it again and be like, oh, look, I'm back. <laughs> I know everything. I don't need to go to school now. I've learned everything. But I don't know. I'd think I'd probably do a big Lego set. And you're and moaning like, about the writers not coming up with good enough things. No, but that's <laughs> You've got the whole of time. <laughs> so I like, well, because the thing is, everyone else is paused, though, isn't it? Well, but Back to the Future, if Martin McFly had gone back in the DeLorean and then they cut to him in Doc Brown's lab just doing a Lego set. <laughs> Can you go do I... it? <laughs> what I'd do is I'd do an impro night and like moments before I went on stage, be like, yes, yeah, so we'll it. do <laughs> pause it, write for seven hours and then go on. Like, wow. He's the new Robin Williams. Look at his improvisational skills. I see my new dentist. What time? Two thirty. Hey <laughs> That's the kind of stuff they want. That's what they want. That's what they want. Who, who are they? They, them. Oh, them. 
I don't know who you mean now. Now you said hey. they. They, they. Have you got any more on, on Birder's Watch? It does sound a bit like a, it could be a cop show. Like he's going on. Um, oh, fuck. I've started talking. I didn't realise what the sentence was going to be. Um, he's uh, <laughs> he's doing a stakeout and it's Bernard's Watch. I, I reckon that would be a much better show, to be honest. But not with that actor. He was quite annoying. Also, I don't think that woman should be in charge of that pet, pet sanctuary. Terrible. But one, she hasn't got the funds. And two, she's left it to a nine-year-old boy to raise money with her grand his granddad. There's only three animals in there as well. Like, it's not hard, is it? Like, look after a dog, a parrot, and I believe a newt. Also, his granddad would still be a little bit good at darts. He wouldn't be completely shit now. If you're good at something, then you don't lose it completely, I don't think. Uh, or would you? I don't, I don't know. I was just like... <laughs> my mind was working overtime to think of someone then. What, if you had a... If you had like a really promising political career and then pissed it all away by locking everyone in for two years, yeah, it wasn't promising in the first place, so that doesn't really work. Yeah, and it didn't. It, sorry, that was terrible. Like, <laughs> I want to build mock the week. Come on. <laughs> I reckon you could lose a skill, like, but he doesn't. He does the free darts toss at the end. Yeah, he was good all along, but he didn't give him. The- Oh, that's so sad. Oh, but Grandad, I went back to the house and you just stuck all three in the bullseye. No, son, I just stuck them in the world just to make myself feel better. That's like, fucking hell. <laughs> oh. Oh, so sad. I wonder how much money it actually made. Probably £4.50. £4.50 could save all those animals and the police dog, who are also great at gag. Uh, they're all at the animal sanctuary. They're all happy that Grandad's won all the money. And <laughs> Grandad randomly says, please. The dog thinks he said police and chases him down a field. Whilst Bernard pauses the watch, he cuts away to the narrator going, now Bernard has to work out a way of saving Grandad. And then it ends. <laughs> don't even see the <laughs> I don't know the laws of the universe. Can he pick up things that are paused? Well, I don't know what you can pick up. I'll just, move the, I'll just move the dog or move the dog to turn it round so it came, it started running, oh no, towards them. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. I'm trying to wonder, like, have a little think what the special effects were like there. So could they just turn the dog round? It was basically, we've got an idea for the ending, but we, just, we can't be asked to. Also, how bad is where the dog's being kept? Clearly as he was referred to, and I wrote this down, as troubled, troubled, he's not all there. It's a dog. It's a fucking dog. (laughs) How could it just leap out and, like, attack an old man? It's been to dog ball on BBC Three. Bless him. So, are we giving Bernard Watch? Oh, have you you not finished? No, I'm I'm finished. Is this a biker grove? He's going to keep going on even though we've locked it in. No, no, it's not a biker grove. Your rant was magnificent last week. <laughs> that oh, made me laugh so much the whole time. You're just going, this is shit all the way. <laughs> it was more annoying that it was that shit. Here we go. I, he's going again. I Sorry. used to think it was good. That's what upset me. Here was the line that got me from Bernard's watch. When talking about the animals, they're all a bit weird or they wouldn't be here, would they? Well, some, some of them might have been abandoned. Yeah, but... 
all abandoned animals are just ones that have mental problems. So in the 90s, they didn't have, like, the RSPCA. They just had freak shows with animals that were not normal. Exactly. Two animals, because the budget couldn't well, run to anything else. I quite liked it in a weird way. I want to give it a 65. Do you? I want to give it a 66. It's the best kids thing we've watched. Kids drama thing. I didn't care that I didn't like Bernard. I just liked the concept. And it was short. Yeah, exactly. It was only 15 minutes. It didn't need, it didn't need like, filling. Well, it, it did, because they couldn't even finish it. But, yeah, I'm with you. Let's give it 65. 65. Let's lock it in. And now, through the keyhole. Hello, good evening, and welcome. He didn't even say that. I was annoyed. Hello, good evening. Uh, he's got a great voice. Do you know what? For years, I thought uh, Grossman was Frost's son. <laughs> I've put down the Lloyd Grossman is the 90s Richard Osman. Yeah, I'll go with that. I remember this was the days before he was dabbling in pasta sauces. Oh, it's his fault that they've still got MasterChef on now. We need to do 90s MasterChef. Right. So much, so much on this. One, the lineup. Of course, it was the most 90s lineup. Paul Ross. Paul Ross was on the panel. And who were the other two? Is it Nina Muscuri? No, Nina, Nina Miskoff. Nina Miskoff. Yeah. And uh, Lorraine Chase. Used to be in Emmerdale. That's the only reason I know her from. She used to be a model, apparently. Oh. Wow. And that, that was that was your panel. And that was before Grossman had a look around the house with his magic key. Now, the thing with the magic key is I don't really think if he does have a magic key, it should be used to make a TV show. Maybe given to the police or someone who could actually use the magic key. Imagine this with the watch. It'd yeah, this has gone back into Bernard's watch again. I just like that he referred to it as the magic key. No, he's given you your fucking key. It's not magic. The clues are there. Whose house re- this is? They're never really there, though, are they? No, I never ever guessed who it was. You will laugh at the ones I thought the second one were. The fat Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, the, f- the first one I guess Jim Jim Davison, and and then I've put no Michael Michael Palin. <laughs> I put Roy Castle. He had a picture on the wall of Murray Lloyd, which is where I did my first ever gig. Was called the Murray Lloyd. Ooh. Fact. Facts for you. Also, uh, this house has a lot of cruise memorabilia and some channel tunnel plates. Thinking, it's not really a clue, is it? It's just stuff in the house. So we're going to say who it was? It was Jim Bowen. And not in a million years would anyone have worked out that was Jim Bowen's house. 
He wasn't even there, was he? He was in Spain. Yeah, of course he was. And they give you a big key at the end, and Lloyd Grossman didn't even bring it with him. He said, I don't want to give it to you, I haven't got one. Also, my personal highlight of Lloyd Grossman in this is him turning up in the people carrier. I just found that really obscure. I'm going like, why? Is that it's just his day-to-day car to put all his pasta sauces in the back and go off down the local market and flog them? So what did you guess for the second one? I thought, because you try and go at 90s, don't you, in that mm. scenario, I was like, right, who would be around in the 90s at this point? And I thought, wow, you've got to really think about it. Obviously, Fred Dynage was first. I forgot about, about that one. And then I thought, you know, when you're just trying to think, I wrote it down. Who did I think? Because I didn't have a clue. The how the how to poster, the side picture of Carol Vorderman. <laughs> Whose house this is? <laughs> <laughs> Do you oh, want to hear mine? Uh, yeah, Salmon Rusty. <laughs> you thought it was Salmon Rusty. Michael Palin again. I thought it was Michael Palin. Keith Floyd, the cooking Hello. man. And David Bellamy was. That's a good old, good old guess. So you, you don't then, know what, what you guessed. <laughs> bear with me. Not bear grills. That's, that's too the, early. The, the, the dude from the news, Trevor. Uh, Trevor McDonald. Trevor McDonald. And this really made me laugh. Not because of who they were, it was just why are they there? It was Ian and Shirley Richter, former. Iraq hostages. What? Yeah. On a light entertainment show? I think pick these two. Former Iraq hostages, which they had to put that in there. Yeah, former. There's not the silver. I love the way that they put in former Iraq hostages. Because if you were still an Iraq hostage, you wouldn't have a home. No. Unless, unless it was really insensitive and Grossman had just broken in whilst they were in Iraq. I said, who lives here? And then just cut away. All well, got me was how chipper they were. They were like, oh, yeah, we were, I was in the camp and uh, they were doing our trials and uh, which ones were going to be killed and which ones are going to have 10 years in prison. And I was like, oh, I was going to be the one in 10 years in prison. Yeah, yeah. And he's smiling away. And I thought, what? How are you smiling away at this? Uh, probably at the time he wasn't. But like, it was like, oh, yeah, it was just a walk in the park. I got sent home again. I bet Jim Bowen was over the moon that he was on first. That is a typical comedian's way of doing that, isn't it? Uh, he said he was running around the compound and he said, I'm going to run around this because I'm fed up of being here. <laughs> <laughs> Not just short, maybe thinking I'll never get home again. He's like, oh, I'm a bit fed up being in here. I'm a bit fed up. It's a weird... Do you reckon it was a slow week? It must have been. Where everyone I... else was booked. I prefer this than The Masked Singer because at least the judges get it right in the end because they can hear it from the... Maybe that's what they should do. Maybe tell the audience who's inside the animals and then the judges have to guess who it is. Well, they're doing live Masked Singers now, aren't they? Like, and yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. They're doing them at Butlins as well. Like, But it's so stupid because they're like, oh, it could be this person or that person. We won't know until the head comes off. But why are you guessing then? Just take the head off and we're, then we know who it was. The thing that annoys me with the Marseille as well, like if they guess it right, they should then take the head off. Yeah, I think that should be the rule. 
not, not held on. I am enjoying how Butlins are going to do it as well. Like, it is Keith from Accounts. <laughs> <laughs> it is Dave from the Leisure Department. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hey, it's Sydney, everyone's favourite cleaner. Wee. I'm not giving anyone any clues for it. Well, I think it's really weird that Jonathan Ross always guesses the stupid answer. Like, oh, I think it's Anne Widdicombe. It's like, no, it's no. Do it if do it properly. Do it properly. Stop doing it for comic effect. Also, I've seen Davina McCall watching it back on telly, and I thought, well, you were there when it was on. Why are you guessing? You know who it was. Exactly. Do you, watch, do you watch the Keith Lemon version of this? Uh, no. No, that is the right answer. Uh, one, because it was just Keith Lemon. It it needed that extra person to go around the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like it doesn't have his, his stooge, his living yeah. lover, his son his, to go, to his, go and have a look. His stooge, his living lover, his son. The only one for me. <laughs> Let's look at the evidence. What's happened to Grossman? What uh, are you going to do? What are you about to do then? You went all high pitched. I was going to go like he drowned in his own bastard sauces. Sad times. We, we know what we should have done. He should have had a bowl of cornflakes and he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, well, he didn't. Wee! <laughs> I don't know how you think uh, Grossman makes his pasta sauces. That would make him a gross man. What does he do now? He makes pasta sauces. Doesn't need to do anything else. That's where the money is. Did you still want to see Thor? Yeah, of course I bloody did. Sorry. I'm going to see Thor tomorrow. I hope I feel better. It's Thor Thursday. It's Thor Thursday. Where where are you seeing Thor? In a cinema. Well, thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) In the the picture house in Ashford. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are you a picture house or a Cineworld man now? I like the picture house more than Cineworld. Uh, the picture house. Is it more expensive than City World? It is, but it's quieter. There's no one in there. But if it's a big budget film, something like that, and it's low, it's noisy, then yes, I want to be in there. But if it's a comedy, yeah. I want other people in there laughing because if people aren't laughing in a comedy film, I'm cringing like... Oh, no. Even if it's really funny and I think I could be the only one laughing in it. Anyway, like, like Cat. Uh, yeah, so uh, what, what, what would you give this wonderful show? I would give it 51. I would give it 52. Why? To annoy you. Uh, <laughs> I, think 50, no, I think 51 is perfectly fine. No, it's too late now. I've written down 52. It cannot be Fair changed enough. once the pen comes out. <laughs> once that pen is down. Well, pen is, the, the pen is down. Sorry. Let's... I've got... Lock it. It's in. It in. He's added an it now. He's, he's also he's doing admin crazy. on his phone. Sorry, this is the worst. So you've been listening to Small Screen 90s. Please follow what? us on all the social medias and the platform. What? what? I'm <laughs> doing back, your I'm job back. for you. So you've been listening to Small Screen 90s with me, AMJ, and this guy. Hello, Chris Barnes. <laughs> this guy who's called Hello. We will see you all next week for another exciting episode. Follow us on social media. If you like what you heard and you want extra content, please join our Patreon. If, have if you gone you in the bathroom? Yeah, I've gone to blow my nose. Um. <laughs>
I'm not going to lie. I really needed to sneeze. And I, I'm so ill. I'm so ill, Chris. I'm surprised so, I, I, I carried on today. He might not be back next week. So bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I was waiting for you to go, Acho! Acho! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.